Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Since the fall of man, a war has raged between good and evil. Over the centuries, this war has distorted the truth. Now the truth is perceived as lies, and lies acknowledged as truth. To this day, the battle continues as we investigate and debate the truth behind the history and mystery of the universe. We are Paratruth Radio. There have been many tales of different phenomena around the world. But one of the most predominant to date is that of the black-eyed children. Join us as we delve into the stories and myths that surround these creepy children. Now Paratruth presents Haunted Visits from the Black-Eyed Children with special guest, Geraldine Kozak. How's it going, Parafans? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. Tonight, Eric had to take off for this week, so I'm going to be joined by my good friend, Jerry Kozak from Tiger Girl for God Radio. We're going to be discussing the black-eyed children. I wanted to bring this particular topic up because, one, it is October, Halloween is right around the corner, And two, it's a phenomenon that's been going on for quite some time. So I wanted to touch base on this because it's a very scary thing. It actually is happening a couple of times here and there on Halloween. So I wanted to explore this with my good friend Jerry. So I'm going to go straight to the line with Jerry Kozak. Hey, Jerry, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. How about you, Justin? Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Uh, Job's going great and trying to get my writing stuff going, so everything is smooth sailing. How is it going with uh, your your new job and Tiger Girl for God Radio? Oh, it's going well. Um, I, As you know, um, with Tiger Girl for God Radio ever since um, I departed from you guys, but it's been bittersweet uh, just because I think, oh, I would love to talk about this on Paratruth Radio, and but I know that it just fits better with my schedule. Uh, but it's going okay. I just uh, do the show sporadically uh, when I can um, with my kind of chaotic schedule, yeah. <laughs> uh, full-time working and, and also trying to learn uh, graphic design and things, and of course having a hubby. Um, and my job, um, it's going well. I, I like being a public servant like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's probably one of the better jobs I've had in the last few years. I love the people I work with and for, and uh, it's just really great. It, it's interesting how you have to go through hell to sometimes get to heaven metaphorically, you know, in terms of your occupation. Yeah. I guess I wouldn't be grateful and persevering if I always had it smooth sailing, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you can... Well, understand. Yeah, I mean, the job now has been so much better compared to what I was doing before. So I, I definitely took for granted what I was uh, trying to look for in the long run. So it's definitely 
much better and I, I have much more room to grow. So that's always a plus as well. That's awesome. Well, that's great. Well, I'm glad that you're uh, newly married and, and happily going to go on your honeymoon soon to Sicily and, and, uh, you're leaving, uh, pretty soon and we're going to be gone for a full uh, it's going to be around nine days, so. <coughs> nine days? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so, she's excited? Your yeah. new bride? Yeah. She loves oh, to travel, wonderful. so. Oh, that's great. And have you ever been? I have not been outside of the United States, so it'll be a first for me. Oh, awesome. Well, it's definitely different uh, going outside of the U.S. and uh, try doing it alone. One time I did alone uh, to Thailand. Went through Seoul, I went through Seoul, Korea in uh, 2001 by myself. This is before Ted and I started dating. Like a month or two before we started dating. Then went to Thailand. Um, had a good time, but it was very hushed and harried and hurried because I only spent five days, believe it or not, there uh, because my workplace at the time in 01 wanted me to get back quickly i didn't have enough vacation so uh within 10 days it took two days there to two days back um so it wasn't a whole lot of time there um but thankfully in 2013 and 2015 in january both times ted and i went uh by ourselves uh and that was awesome to go uh by ourselves uh you know i mean not by ourselves i we went you know, with each other, obviously, yeah. <laughs> uh, over there. Uh, but when I went by myself, um, it was different. It was different. I don't recommend it. <laughs> I thought to myself, I could die in Seoul, Korea. No one would know. <laughs> S- single person thoughts, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, tonight uh, we wanted to do a show on the Black Eyed Kids. We've been kind of going with a little bit different theme for Halloween season because it's just one of those scary topics. And a lot of these things are uh, the black eyed children cases are happening during Halloween in some cases. Uh, this is something that has been happening for 30, maybe even more years because I mean, before 1990, it was, it was probably a little more, uh, taboo to to talk about these things compared to right. today, but uh, so far everything I've come across, it's very eerie to read these things, watch the YouTube videos. Uh, one thing that I found like super interesting is it's always a pair, it's yeah. always a boy and a girl, mm. and. Most cases that I found, the girl is usually older than the boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what did you come across as far as the actual uh, interactions with these these beings? Well, thankfully, I haven't come across any uh, black eyed kids or BEKs as a lot of people in uh, YouTube and, and various websites call them the for short BEKs, uh, just because sometimes saying black eyed children can kind of can get a little bit laborious, I guess. So BEKs. Um, I actually have found that uh, sometimes uh, one of the BEKs will uh, appear to somebody or uh, the the account that I heard on YouTube, uh, it was two girls. One was a little bit older and one younger. But you're right about when they appear in pairs, one is a little older, one is a little, a little younger, never 
twins for some odd reason. Right. So I've seen them say, I've heard and, uh, seen, uh, you know, various, uh, websites that talk about, uh, a couple of them appearing to people, uh, boy or girl or two girls or two boys or what have you. Uh, but it is interesting that, that they are quote children. Right. <laughs> uh, do you think they're actual children or do you think that they're, um, like Nephilim or, uh, demonic beings posing as children. Uh, that's that's the thing. I mean, there's so many different possibilities that we can go down the road here with. Uh, there's the legend. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the the Cabian. Cabian. The, yeah, the can. Or I'm sorry, Cambian. Uh, it's Cambian. It's a. I have not heard. Legend about the incubus and succubus where a demon uh, procreates with a human being and the offspring is what's called a, as a cambion. And the description of the cambion is kind of similar to what the black eyed kids are. It, black eyes, uh, pale skin. Usually mm-hmm. it, it kind of varies as far as the hair color is concerned. A lot of the times what I've seen is um, in the black eyed children cases, blonde hair or very white-ish blonde hair. And uh, the one picture that you had put into the little uh, poster that you posted on Facebook was in the center top was from actually a movie called Village of the Damned from 1995 right. with Christopher Reeves. And even though in that particular one their eyes were glowing, they weren't black-eyed kids, it's kind of a mm. similar uh, Concept. theme. Yeah. Uh, two two kids, they're kind of paired together, one boy, one girl, and they have, like, supernatural powers or whatever. And uh, something that I've been thinking about, and it kind of goes on whatever particular belief you're, you're, you believe in, is, you know, some people believe that extraterrestrials are here among us, that uh, the government's at least our U.S. government has been in contact with them for a long time, and there's been experimentation about trying to crossbreed extraterrestrial with human DNA. So mm-hmm. there's a possibility there. Uh, like you said, some type of demonic entities or uh, interdimensional creatures. The one report that I came across, which I'll share in a minute here, you know, there's this kind of men in blackish feel to it. Uh, so it's kind of all over the place as to what these creatures could be. Uh, it, what type of uh, reports did you come across? Uh, was there any specific you wanted to share with the listeners? Uh, one of the uh, recent stories that I researched uh, was uh, watching an L.A. Marzoli video. I think it was called Watchers 5. I'm not sure. Um, it was a young lady giving her interview directly to L.A. Marzoli. She was jogging, a friendly, gregarious, talkative young lady. And uh, so she was jogging around the neighborhood. And I don't know what city or state this was in. 
Um, but she recalls seeing a boy, just one boy, uh, from a distance, and she happens to uh, say hi to everybody she passes as she's jogging. And this boy didn't seem totally out of the norm. Uh, he was wearing a yarmulke from a distance, so he was wearing, um, I guess, the Orthodox Jewish clothing, which was not totally out of the ordinary, considering um, that there was a larger Jewish community there, so she didn't think anything of it. However, when she neared closer, when she got closer to this boy, um, when he looked up, he had those, of course, characteristic dark, piercing black eyes with no whites on the sides. And then when L.A. asked her, so how did you feel? What did they look like? And she said, it just looked like an infinite cavern of evil and darkness. It was just something inexplicable something evil about this boy that she just could not put her finger on. Um, I believe that uh, this either Nephilim or Cambrian uh, offspring of the incubus and succubus, uh, you know, having relations with a human, I guess it would have to be uh, a, a succubus, I'm sorry, it would have to be an incubus uh, impregnating a woman to... For her to give birth, or it could be a succubus uh, having relations with a man, and then she would go give birth somewhere. Well, Who knows? <laughs> the the legend goes: the succubus takes the seed from the man, and okay. then the incubus and the succubus uh, fornicate. I guess uh, basically transferring the seed from the succubus to the incubus, and then the incubus goes and impregnates a human woman. Um, oh, okay. it's, it is kind of so weird. Good. A lot of the research I saw, a lot of people say, well, you know, demons have never been of flesh and blood, so they could not impregnate a human being. I've seen legends on both sides, so it's kind of hard to decipher what's, what's true, what's false. Right, right. Well, for many, many years, up until... 2006, uh, I had believed that there were just only three types of embodiments, I guess, humans, number one, and number two, demons, number three, angels. Well, actually, I'll flip that around because I, I favor, <laughs> God favors the holy angels. <laughs> I just thought it was humans, holy angels, and then demons. That was it. Just what you can see, you and me, humans, and then angels and demons. But <laughs> I didn't know there was like hybrid species of fallen angels plus mm. human women or fallen angels plus human men like in the scenario you're talking about with the succubus and the incubus that's uh technically I speaking i guess the cambion would be i guess a nephilim because that in in the bible that's what that is is a hybrid between woman and uh fallen angels but it for whatever reason, because the incubus and succubus are considered types of demons, I guess that's why the Cambian came up. And it actually comes from more of an, uh, I, th I believe anyways, an, uh, Oriental legends like Japan, uh, China. Um, oh, wow. I, I have seen a lot of legends and lore from Japan where there's a, half-breed human demon and they're like heroic um which again kind of correlates with what you see in the bible as well because they these were men of renown which 
kind of translates to heroes. Uh, Right. So it's kind of interesting to see that correlation. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that I came across as well for the Black Eyed Kids is they kind of have like a, I guess, vampiric legend to them. They always have to be invited in. They're always asking to come in. They're not just automatically showing up inside. They're knocking and saying, can we please come in? Mm-hmm. You know, our parent, we got lost. We're waiting on our parents, that sort of a thing. And it's kind of interesting to see that it's something that has to be invited in where right. a typical demon encounter, I guess it, I guess you you have to invite a demon in because, like, of specific things that you're doing that would invite it in, but this is a, a verbal thing, so it's kind of different. Um, right. So it's, it's interesting. That um, is interesting. But, folks, uh, before we get any further into it, we're going to go to our first break. You are listening to Paratruth Radio right here on the Paratruth Radio Network. I have my good friend Jerry here co-hosting with me talking about Black Eyed Kids. We will be right back after Eric's Random Fact of the Day. See you soon. Now, Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Did you know that humans are born with only two innate fears? According to Backslides.com, the fear of falling and the fear of loud sounds are the only two fears that humans are born with. Every other fear is actually learned. Alright folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Jerry. And we've been talking about the Black Eyed Kids. And one thing that uh, we wanted to kind of get into is a couple articles that we came across. One that I came across in particular is about a woman who actually let the Black Eyed Kids into her home. Most cases, what I saw, they were not letting them in. They were slamming the doors on these kids. But, uh, this is from Week in the Weird, or weekinweird.com. And the article starts, uh, like this. I live just outside of a rural town in Vermont. This is the woman speaking. It's a tight knit community where everyone knows one another and people don't lock their doors at night. There has never been any need to. She goes in to say that it was a snowy night. Her and her husband were already in bed. It was around 2 a.m.-ish, and she hears a loud knock at the door. She goes to the window to see who is there. There's no disturbed snow anywhere, either on the road or footsteps up to the door, but she can barely see the door from where she's uh, looking out the window. And she she does see some children there. So she wants to go upstairs to wake her husband, but she also doesn't want to leave these kids behind just standing there. So she goes and opens the door. 
one link thing leads to another. Basically, they're saying, "Hey, our, our parents aren't around. Um, can we please come in until they come pick us up?" So she lets them in. Oddest thing I've ever heard of because if two little weird kids came to my door asking to come in, depending on how they looked, <laughs> I, right. I probably would not let them in. But she doesn't see their eyes before she lets them in. She lets them in. She's a motherly figure. She wants to help them. And so she's got them in the living room. The husband's down has come downstairs and is interacting with the kids, you know, asking them what's going on, you know, where are your parents? And all they keep repeating is our parents will be here soon. Our parents will be here soon. So she's making up hot cocoa for these kids. There are four cats that are usually very social. Three of them can know, uh, cannot be found anywhere. The third one is in the kitchen with her. When she's looking at the cat, the cat is very nervous looking. The fur on its tail and its neck are standing on end. She goes to try and pet the cat to calm it down. It turns around, hisses at her, and growls at her. And so she brings the hot cocoa to the living room. The kids are sitting there, but her husband's sitting there holding his head uh, she tries to find out what's happening. He said, you know, I'm, I just got a little dizzy. I need to sit down. So she brings a hot cocoa to the kids. That's when she notices the black eyes and gets very scared and the kids pick up on it. So she offers them the hot cocoa and it is a boy and a girl. Like I said earlier, a lot of times this is a pairing of a boy and a girl, uh, they they ask to go to the restroom. She said, sure, absolutely, go to the restroom. And so when the kids go upstairs, she asks her husband, you know, did, did you see their eyes? And he said, yeah, absolutely. It, you know, it kind of looks like how, how my buddy's eyes looked after he got a black eye. Uh, but then his nose starts to bleed. And shortly after that, she runs crying to grab tissues for her husband's nose and the lights go black. As she's grabbing the tissues, she turns around, and the two kids are standing right in the hallway right in front of her. And that's when they say, our parents are here, and they walk out the door. And she runs to the window and watches them get into a black vehicle that is idling right in their driveway. And there's two adult men in black suits standing there, about six feet tall. She can't see any other features on them, waiting for these kids. And they get in the car and they drive off. And after that, they both are having dizzy spells and nosebleeds. The, they've gone to the doctor and the doctor, all the doctor can say is, the best I can tell you is you have dry sinuses. <laughs> so, uh, that's about the end of the account there. Uh, they, they really don't find these kids. Nobody else saw them. As I said, it's two o'clock in the morning. It's kind of a rural area. So, you know, the next neighbor is not as close as you would in a big city. So 
a little bit different account than most others that I've seen because pretty much every other one that I've saw, you know, they don't let these kids in because they see the eyes right away before it gets to the point where they're like, oh, yeah, sure, come on in. Right, right. It sounds like that upon the consent of the person at the door uh, that they come in with with a couple of different MOs. I think one of them is to strike fear in the hearts of the people that have let them in, basically uh, the woman. Um, and then also the cats picked up on it. That kind of relates mm-hmm. to our previous show with uh, you and me and Eric uh, when we talked about paranormal pets and about how uh, animals are, are very sensitive to the spiritual realm and mm-hmm. can pick up on evil as well as pick up on good. And uh, they sensed something very quickly upon these uh, black-eyed kids uh, that uh, apparently uh, the woman you know, didn't pick up on. Um, it's interesting how she, as compared to some other folks, for whatever reason, uh, didn't have fear right off the bat. Because some of these other folks that opened the door, they just had this inexplicable abject fear mm. all of a sudden not even seeing their eyes maybe it was just uh, their creepy demeanor um, maybe it was their uh, clothing which was uh, a lot of the accounts say that it's anachronistic like it doesn't belong in this era uh, that was from a bygone era uh, maybe it might be colonial or this woman or has kind of said kind of like a Mennonite because they're, they live in an area where Mennonite was pretty predominant and they were in that type of clothing. Okay, so they were they were dressed differently than uh, the rest of the other kids that age uh, were dressed. And uh, that's probably the most disturbing thing is once they get in, their second MO is to afflict suffering of some sort. It, it seems like the uh, symptoms that these people suffer... Uh, seem to be of radiation poisoning, sort of, uh, uh, headaches, dizziness, uh, bloody noses, uh, hair falling out, things like that. It almost seems like uh, radiation uh, toxicity and what have you, but who knows. Um, but it's, that's why I think that it's, it's part government, uh, I'm so sorry, uh, Using uh, DNA from aliens and, and uh, mixing them with humans, perhaps, uh, because there's part, it's part of it. It seems supernatural mm-hmm. um, because demons can also afflict people uh, with various um, diseases uh, that are healed due to prayer and fasting and rebuking and such. Um, sometimes not, um, but. Uh, I'm wondering if, if maybe, you know, there, there is sort of an element of supernatural plus, uh, you know, like uh, scientific experiments, like you said, where they take alien DNA and mix it with humans to create this, these hybrid children, uh, where their eyes are completely, you know, evil and black and what have you. Right, because uh, every account isn't uh, like this particular one where it's kind of like a men in black feel to it. Most of the time it's just the kids by themselves. And then they they are gone, and most of the time, like I said, people don't let them in. <laughs> so right, right, exactly. Um, yeah, there's a Men in Black 
feel or theme to it because uh, especially the uh, the lanky pale parents all in black in a black car that does seem like that there are men in black um and even uh there's a conspiracy with regards to the men in black themselves that when people have encountered men in black that uh they don't seem fully human they seem partially human in terms of the pale skin and the lanky sort of slenderman looking uh physique and um some have you know like pale skin and really really red lips um I'm wearing red lipstick, so thankfully I don't look like a woman in black. <laughs> I have a little bit of humor in there. Uh, but yeah, so if, if they're saying, oh, quote, my parents have come to visit, or my parents have come to, to pick us up, that does make sense. So they're, uh, somehow the children, uh, maybe are the offspring of the, the men in black hybrids plus a human woman. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Satan is always up to, you know, utilizing, trying to create uh, beings or hybrid beings in his own image. Um, and so that would hap- that's what happened in Genesis 6. Uh, the, the fallen angels or the, the sons of God thought the daughters of men were beautiful and then took to them wives and their offspring were the, the men of renown, which were giants or Nephilim. So if we saw, you know, a 20-foot guy, you know, we'd be like, run, head for the hills. You know, just like uh, the legends of Titans, uh, mm. like in Clash of the Titans, for example. Uh, but, you know, Satan's stealthy. You know, he's not as, um, you know, overt like in the old days, you know, with creating giants necessarily. Uh, these days, uh, they have to be, you know, they have to blend into society to be covert. Uh, so, yeah, maybe these uh, BEKs are Nephilim. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just with that specific article, which, again, I didn't come across any other articles where the people actually let people in or let the kids in. Kind kind of get that vibe of, of a Men in Black thing. Can't say for sure because, again, it hasn't happened any other time. So you would think there would be more of a correlation if it had happened more than once as to, you know, what these things really are. But what... What articles did you come across, or was there a specific one that that stuck out to you? Well, uh, interestingly enough, um, on that that website, uh, this weekendweird dot com or whatever you cited, um, there was um, a story uh, that L.A. Marzulli had in his uh, one of his Watchers videos. And uh, just in case, folks, if you haven't heard of Ellie Marzulli, uh, he uh, does a lot of research. Uh, he creates videos um, about uh, paranormal subjects, specifically with regards to UFOs and aliens and, and how they are the offspring of uh, the fallen angels plus human women or, or human mm-hmm. men. Um, so that's who L.A. Marzulli is. So, interestingly enough, uh, L.A. had uh, interviewed uh, David something or another who... Uh, created this anthology and, and this exhaustive book, uh, a very extensive book uh, about all these different uh, black-eyed kids' encounters. So when L.A. Uh, had interviewed David, David uh, in turn had recounted uh, uh, somebody who called him, uh, who was a, a, a Texas uh, military man, uh, which is also in weekendweird.com. And the... the uh, 
the headline is a counter with black eyed kids terrifies airmen on Texas military base. So, uh, so this is, uh, the, the same story that LA spoke about in, in his watcher series. And basically, uh, it was a, a Texas, uh, military man and he's, he's a big brawny guy. I mean, those guys don't scare easily. Um, <laughs> you know, when confronted with the enemy, I mean, they're ready to shoot, you know, and so to be terrified of these, you know, little you know, these, uh, kids, you know, uh, with black eyes, you know, there, it's, there has to be some sort of supernatural element to it. Um, so anyway, he, um, he drove his truck, uh, from, I guess, West Texas to East Texas to visit his family or East to West Texas, I forget. And, uh, he, he was driving a long distance and so he, he pulled over to the side to, uh, Take a whiz, basically, uh, to do his business. And, um, so, um, he comes back to the truck and he was startled to see this boy. And, um, and he said, Oh, you almost scared me. You know, uh, what's going on? Can I help you? And, and then, um, then he, he, the, the boy, the black eyed kid, you know, says, you know, uh, let me into the truck or something to that effect. And, and, and one of the characteristics of these black eyed kids is that they speak in almost a scripted monotone robotic voice. Just something that is not within the vernacular of, uh, kids right. 10, 12 years old or whatever. Uh, let me into the truck. It will only be a short ride, you know, and he said it again. And, you know, and, and that's when he saw, of course, his, you know, black eyes and, um, you know, then he got really startled and he's like, oh, heck no. You know, he gets into his truck, he speeds off. But then, of course, the I guess the uh, the military service and fatherly instinct, uh, I, I think he said he was a father, uh, kicked in. And he's like, well, maybe this kid, you know, really needs some help and maybe he just has a, an anomaly with his eyes. So he starts rethinking it logically or what he thought was logical uh, start, he discounts the supernatural evil that he felt. And so he does a U-turn, he turns back and he's looking all over, you know, and this, this is one of those long Texas roads where there, you know, I guess uh, maybe it occurred in, I don't know, uh, several years ago, maybe in the eighties, I forget what, what time period it was, but, uh, eighties or nineties or whatever. But anyway, um, this road didn't have, uh, any street lights and, mm-hmm. uh, and so, He's thinking, okay, well, if this kid is still there, he should be around that vicinity somewhere, somehow. And so he looked with a, a flashlight. He looked everywhere. He looked, you know, even in the forest, but you know, by the road, and he did not see that kid anywhere. There's nowhere that this kid probably could have disappeared off to. So it seems like they're interdimensional. They could uh, flit from this dimension to the other. What do you think? It's a, that's a good possibility too, like inter, interdimensional beings, which. All the different, you know, podcasts and videos that I've come across, there have been a lot of people that are saying that uh, extraterrestrials are probably more interdimensional than uh, than extra extra dimensional um, or extraterrestrial out of, out of another planet. Um, same thing with with Bigfoot. You know, a lot of people say Bigfoot is probably more interdimensional than physical because we haven't found a body we haven't you know hunted one down there's not one in a zoo 
So right. it's kind of weird how a lot of these things are turning more interdimensional. I don't know if it's truly the case or if it's kind of like a fad, kind of like a lot of things in the paranormal. Um, but yeah, it does have a, a weird feeling like that because in a lot of cases, the kids kind of just disappear after knocking and either being let in or not let in. So I can see that as well. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk about really quick before I I came across kind of a scientific explanation uh, is the video that you shared with me earlier with the with the kids in the hotel. So I wanted to give you a chance to go ahead and describe that, and we can kind of discuss that a little bit as well. Sure, sure. Okay, so I was doing some research on YouTube, and... Uh, I had seen this uh, debatable, interesting uh, video, and it says, uh, black-eyed kids, first time ever caught on tape, CCTV, right? And I was like, oh, I've got to watch this, right? And uh, the narrator goes on to say that uh, two black-eyed kids, a boy and a girl, which seems to be characteristic in most of the examples, <coughs> uh, were caught apprehended by police, believe it or not. And uh, they're in custody in an undisclosed location um, because uh, they were caught on CCTV, allegedly, um, because they uh, were talking with a hotel clerk who, around 4 a.m. or no one was around um, or very few people were around. It was just him or her or whatever. Um, and... Uh, you know, they were, they seemed to be friendly, convert, you know, conversing in a friendly way with the hotel clerk. And, uh, they seemed to be reaching for allegedly the, uh, master key for all of the various, uh, hotel rooms. And it, it looked like the hotel clerk was very resistant, like, no, you can't have that. And then all of a sudden he looked like he was in a trance, like he was an automaton or something. And, he he gave the keys willingly, and then he, he zombie like goes and sits down, you know, in the break room, and uh, I guess he came too. He I guess whatever the trance was that they that they put on him just uh, just wore off or whatever after uh, several minutes, and so he uh, decides to realizing what happened I, mean, I guess he was still in there he kind of realized what was going on but his will was overridden mm -hmm. by these black eyed kids and so he uh, he turns on you know the fire alarm and you know he's warning all the the room guests to leave it's an emergency so thank god you know they all left uh, but and so you know he calls the police and um, you know they go over there and they find the the black eyed kids in the the maid closet in the the housekeeping closet uh, and I guess one seemed to be uh, wearing or trying to wear uh, the hotel uh, maid costume or outfit uniform and the other one was trying to dress up as um, as the maintenance man. Um, and uh, so then they were apprehended. And then uh, the last scene was that uh, a doctor uh, was told by uh, law enforcement to, you know, check these kids out. You know, are they legit? Are they wearing contact lenses? Do they have a disease or an anomaly with their eyes? They did not supposedly have con black contact lenses. Uh, they didn't have any diseases of the eyes. 
Um, they seem to be normal kids, 18 years old, um, just with black eyes. Um, and they're in, like I said, in an undisclosed location. Now, whether this was made up or whether there's an element of truth to it or maybe it's a whole 100% truth, I don't know. It was a very fascinating uh, YouTube video. Um, and I, I tend to be skeptical of, you know, somebody, you know, some John Doe, you know, uh, who's an alternative media just uh, uploading, you know, this your first time ever or whatever. Yeah. But there seemed to be some legitimacy to it. And, uh, you know, it's debatable in regards to its authenticity. But it's very, very interesting. I wonder if it is true. And if it is true, why didn't it get on uh, mainstream media? Right. Well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't get on mainstream. Media. Oh, that's true. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, you know, you and I had discussed this a little bit during the break, how it's not the typical black eyed kids case where it's younger children. They're trying to get into somebody's home compared to a hotel or a business or whatever. And, uh, it almost seems like in this particular case, you know, the black eyed kids are somehow evolving or up upping the ante. I mean, these are older kids. Now, if they are truly kids, of course, they're obviously going to grow up. And if they have these supernatural abilities, for example, like we were saying, if they're some type of hybrid creature, uh, they would be trying to use that to their advantage. As a kid, if if I had any type of abilities like this, I would have been like, I need to get use this to get up in in the world. So <laughs> it, it does have that same similar feeling. You know, they're talking to somebody to try and gain access to some somewhere. The person somehow unknowingly gets gives them that access or. Uh, comes to after a couple of seconds of realizing, hey, what the heck did I just do? So it's kind of, it's kind of hard to decipher if it's real or not because in any other case, it's always been younger kids between eight and ten just trying to get into people's homes. As I said earlier, Sometimes there's this men in black effect, just this one article that I came across. Um, what are your thoughts as far as, as far as the video? Like, why would, why would that story change all of a sudden? Where, where it's not it's them not, trying to get into a home. It's not younger kids, but they're. Okay. So what you're saying. Okay. So that they're, they're older, a, and they're forcing themselves into hotel rooms B, whereas in other accounts that seem to be uniform, that they need permission right. to get in into the home, right. uh, and they they seem to be between eight and fourteen or so, or between eight and mm-hmm. twelve. Maybe, like you said, they're upping the ante and they want to be even more subtle. It's, it's a weird thought occurred to me, like, okay, for example, if, uh, if someone's half Asian, you know, they're going to be, or half anything, whether they be black, Hispanic, or Asian, they're going to be, like your kids, in fact, <laughs> they're going to retain the characteristics of you and your wife, right? But it, if that, uh, little girl or boy, you know, grows up and then marries somebody and it has a child in there, then they're going to be one quarter, uh, Latino or Latina. Uh, and so that there'll be three quarters, say white or some other, you know, mm. ethnicity. So what if 
the ante is upped in such that maybe there might be one quarter black eyed kids or one quarter Nephilim. Oh, okay. And they seem, they seem to be more human. You know, they, they were caught on CCTV. You know, they were kind of conversing in a friendly manner, more human like. So the like. bloodline is muddied down a little bit is what you're saying? Yes, right. The, the bloodline's muddied down a little bit. And, and, uh, that's why they needed to wear a costume to look benevolent, you know, to these hotel room guests. Uh, in terms of the permission aspect, um, we talked about this that that maybe the the ante is up because um, now they don't need permission to enter each you know individual hotel room that the hotel uh, clerk the, the gatekeeper uh, had given them consent you know by a mind meld or mind control or whatever you know uh, or mind influence because he he or she was still in there because because they realized that they that they were being influenced and they realized what just happened that mm-hmm. they had given the black eyed kids the keys so they they were still in there but they were in a trance so i think as opposed to total possession where the person blacks out and they can't remember you know what just happened like you know Beyonce and Sasha Fierce she doesn't recall what happened when Sasha Fierce was in there uh, I don't think this is possession I think that somehow they use their um, Nephilim or sla- or alien you know mind influence or mind control uh, because when they came to you know they, they had you know called police and, and you know alarmed you know all the hotel room guests allegedly to, to flee the premises uh, as far as the age you know, who knows? Maybe the auntie is up to where they, they seem to be more conversant, you know, as an older child uh, that seems to be more intelligent as opposed to a creepy little kid that's like, let me in. You know, yeah. maybe that's like a half breed or something versus a quarter breed would be like, you know, uh, hi, how's it going? You know, kind of more, still creepy, but, right. you know, with the, the black eyes, you know, but seem they're, to be more. As you said, the, they're getting more human, right? Yeah, and the picture that I saw of the young lady, uh, <laughs> quote, young lady, who was a black-eyed kid, she actually seemed to be, she looked, uh, she looked Latina uh, or, uh, she looked like half Latina or half black. Uh, she was a, a pretty girl, but the weird thing about her was the, the total pitch black eyes. <laughs> right. Well, I came across this article because the skeptic in me is like, you know, maybe there's some type of scientific explanation to this. So I I googled black eye anomaly. What I came across is this is the only thing I kind of came across was it's a uh, um anomaly known as aniridia, also called iris hypoplasia. Now all this means, all this is saying is the the iris is gone. It, it literally means without iris. So that all that's there is a, is black and basically it's, it's an extended pupil. So, but it doesn't go past the white. The white is still there. The eye is, the color of the middle of the eye is just black. So oh. does that mean that, I mean, in, in most cases, what this says is it, it is bilateral, both eyes. There are some cases where it's only partial aniridia or, or uh, one side over the other, or there's very little iris there. It's still there, but mostly black. Um, so in, in a case where the light is not so well lit, could it be these... I mean, I don't know why these kids would be creepy, 
<laughs> but uh, could it be that the you know these people are seeing the eyes somehow it it looks to them like the eyes like the entire eyes completely black because like I said not well lit area what have you and this case only happens in one in every fifty to hundred thousand worldwide which is not very often so. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think there's there could be a scientific explanation here? There could be. There could be. I mean, if is it hyperplasia where, you know, the the uh there's an a, some genetic anomaly uh where the um the entire eye is black um in terms of just the, you know, just the pupil. The colored area, right? The color I'm sorry, the colored area. Um sure, why not? Um but that doesn't account for, you know, like you said, the evil and creepiness emanating from these kids and, and how the white, the entire white of their eyes are black. Uh, th- this is kind of a, a funny uh, aside. Um, on my birth certificate, uh, it says co- uh, eye color. For me, it says black. So so I'm a black-eyed kid. <laughs> well, and I mean, there are a lot of cases where there are kids that have such dark brown eyes that it appears black. Uh, Shelly, my wife as well, at at an earlier age, her eyes were jet black. Not because she has iris hypoplasia, it's just she had super dark brown eyes and it appeared black. Um, right. Yeah, it's, it's hard to tell what is really going on. The only difference between this particular anomaly compared to the accounts of the black-eyed kids is there's no supernatural phenomenon going on you know they're not appearing at people's doors um you know they're not asking to be let in they're not somehow influencing people to be let in so i mean could it be a case of Mass hysteria, possibly, maybe. You know, um, one thing that Eric and I have talked about several times is people's minds will wander to a scary story that they read or article that they read. And if it's something even close to that or in their own minds, they create this because they're scared that this has just been blown into a huge proportion than what it really is. Um, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that it could be people's fears getting the best of them? Well, yes and no. I'm sure that in every phenomena, whether it be they ghosts or aliens, uh, black eyed kids, whatever, I think that there's an element of, Maybe a, a person's mind playing tricks on them. There's always a percentage, you know, of even like, for example, um, I really like the stories of people who say that they've gone to heaven. And, and uh, I know that there's some Christians that, you know, don't think that's legit, mm. but I do, especially because it lines up with the Bible uh, in terms of the, the theology behind it. Uh, they've gone to hell or they've gone to heaven. Uh, their spirit has. And then they come back to recount some vivid, explicit mm. details about heaven and hell. And I think somebody came out of the woods um who has a major book and said, Oh, I lied about the whole thing. So there is an element of somebody, you know, of maybe somebody lying to get attention or, or, hoaxing, right? yeah. or, or hoaxing, of course, in every, you know, phenomena. But these are 
they seem to be, you know, very legit people, you know, of sound mind and body. Uh, for example, I, I don't know, I just thought of this. Oh, by the way, um, if you're interested in seeing that video of the uh, alternative coverage of those kids uh, going into the hotel, um, it's the link is in the description. Uh, so yeah, just check that out. If you're interested. Guys, yep. Right. So check that out. Um, for some reason, here's just another story I thought of, you know, uh, just somebody who uh, seemed to be of, of sound, you know, mind and body. Um, this uh, pastor friend, um, of L.A. Marzulli. Uh, he was just walking around. I don't know where it was, maybe New York City or what have you. And uh, he saw this uh, very tall, uh, blonde-haired, you know, uh, somewhat pale-skinned woman jogging in the distance. Uh, so instead of being the jogger, he saw a jogger. Um, and and uh, for some odd reason, he... he Something just didn't sit right with him. Just uh, maybe it was, maybe he did see her eyes from the distance, uh, or whatever. Maybe he just had knowledge, you know, of, uh, the hybrid beings or whatever. He, for some reason, it, it just didn't sit well with him. So he just started praying and rebuking and things like that, you know. And so when she jogged by him, she bore her fangs and, and like hissed at him. And then, and then her eyes went from blue to all black. Yeah, he, so, he did share that on the one show that we had had him on uh, about that as well, which is, again, kind of interesting, uh, the correlation that these, well, and that could have been demon-possessed, which these kids could possibly be as well, but uh, compared to the black-eyed kids where their eyes are always staying black, it never shows where they're, like, shifting from one to the other. And uh, that's that's actually interesting you bring that up because in a lot of different uh, TV series such as Supernatural, uh, you know, the demon-possessed people have black eyes. There have been a couple of other uh, instances here and there in movies and, and television where whatever they are, uh, demon-possessed people, extraterrestrial, hybrid people, the eyes are black or they shift back and forth black to, to regular eyes. So it's, yeah, that's an interesting story uh, from L.A. Marzulli because, I mean, it's just kind of one of those random ones that you don't usually hear about. Right, right. And there's, there's as you know, you know, lots of stories out there, different accounts of people just regular average people, not not in you know, taking medication, not drunk, um, not drugged, not in an insane asylum. Just regular people, just like our listening audience or our watching audience. Um, like you said, it just even though a person might have you know uh, hyperplasia, it doesn't account for the the whites being completely black. It doesn't account for uh, the different. Uh, Diseases and such, you know, that they inflict, uh, you know, upon their victims when they, you know, uh, enter a home, um, and and just how uh, just odd they seem, just completely odd and unusual, right. you know, with the clothing and the and the mannerisms and the speech um, and things like that. So, I guess we'll just let the uh, listening audience make up their own mind, you know, are they in, in fact, you know, uh, black eyed kids, uh, that have a supernatural, 
sort of element to them or is it science, is it something that's uh, completely natural? I think, you know, one thing that I have to say is that, uh, you know, People tend to, uh, self-included at one point, tend to compartmentalize, you know, oh, this, you know, this is scientific and this isn't. Oh, if it talks about this, if a story, you know, is, uh, scientific, then automatically it's not supernatural at all. Uh, but both can be scientific. Obviously, you know, uh, uh, hyperplasia, you know, did you say hyperplasia or dysplasia? It's... <laughs> Or whatever it is, it's, ir- uh, it's iris hypoplasia. Oh, sorry, Hi- hypoplasia. Okay, so hypo meaning under, um, so I guess un- underpigmented, I guess, in yeah, the iris basically. area. And so instead of being green, blue, or light brown, or even dark brown, it's completely black. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that people have that, you know. But uh, you know, obviously, because you said so. But so that's scientific. But I also think that the incidences and the run-ins of uh, black-eyed kids, I think that's scientific too. Um, and uh, just like Marzulli said in these last days, um, that it'll be just like in the days of Noah. It's interesting that um, when I interpreted that scripture that states that uh, when the Son of Man comes, it'll be just like in the days of Noah. Well, prior to 2006, um, before I started researching all this stuff, uh, I thought that what that meant was um, you know, evil will be rampant in terms of, you know, the sin factor will just be through the roof, you know, uh, murderers and, you know, child, rapists and, you know, child molesters galore, uh, just like in the days of Noah, uh, where, you know, obviously, you know, the Lord allowed the flood to occur, uh, or created the flood to occur, you know, save Noah and his family. But I, I just thought that it was because due to the evil, wickedness and sin, which he talked about, you know, uh, which the Bible discusses back then. But uh, I never really, you know, researched Genesis 6 very much. You know, I just thought, okay, well, the mighty men ever known who are the Nephilim or giants, you know, they just happen to be, you know, just a, a race of beings or whatever that just happened to be super tall. But I never uh, put two and two together that not only there was a lot of evil and wickedness then and now, uh, to the uttermost, but also then and now, um, to the uttermost, there, uh, are a lot of hybrid beings. Oh, hybrid beings being the Nephilim or giants back then, uh, hybrid beings, um, manifesting in, uh, black eyed kids, men in black, uh, Bigfoot, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, I don't know if you saw the video of the stick man, that huge stick figure, you know, walking in Russia, you know. I mean, I, um, oh, and I thought of the Book of Enoch, I know that, that it's not recognized as canon, uh, as, uh, mm. the main Bible, uh, the canon of scripture. But, uh, Jude references the book of Enoch. So I do think there's some legitimacy to the book of Enoch. And maybe the powers that be, you know, that, uh, put together the Bible or whatever. You know, some people say that they're Masonic, uh, or whatever, uh, like King James supposedly was Masonic and that they, they deliberately left out the book of Enoch because it was too telling of, their agenda, uh, but the Book of Enoch talks about how the fallen angels or the Watchers uh, violated, in other words, mixed together their DNA. The, I, I forget the actual verbiage, but it says that that the fallen angels violated the humans, they violated the animals, they violated the plants. That word "violated" basically means, you know, uh, relations or uh, twisting, rape, you know, basically. rape, you know. Uh, 
basically creating these hybrids. So if there seems to be a, a half human, half animal running around, like the wolf man, the Bigfoot, or whatever, uh, these lizard, reptilian type of beings, uh, or uh, you know, like I said, the, the huge animal, the huge insect, you know, stick man, you know, or uh, these shadow people or whatever. So I think that this is a, an effort from Lucifer, Satan, to uh, you know, create these hybrid beings in his own image, half his image, and half human. So he just can't create a human out of nothing. He has to to use the genetics of of mm. humans. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, that that's uh, a good possibility. And, you know, a lot of people that are Christian people will a lot of times ask me, well, you know, why do you believe this? Here's the thing I want to set straight as far as my views. The Bible has been changed so much that how do we know what is has been taken out of there to manipulate mankind? I'm not saying that the Bible is not truth. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. So please, folks, do not take me, you know, mis- misquote me. But there have been so much things taken out, rewritten, retranslated. How do we know that the Bible today is exactly as it was when it was first written? So that's why I have different beliefs compared to other Christians that do follow the Bible, that do read the Bible specifically and are completely 100% following the, the truth that's in there. I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying that it's not truth, but what I am saying is it has been changed so much. So I hear what you're saying. It When when people bring up the, like the Book of Enoch or any of the ones that are in the Apocrypha, maybe there was stuff in there that, as like you said, people didn't want exposed so they took it out and but i see what you're saying as far as you know like in the book of enoch there were hybrid creatures created as well as human hybrid creatures and uh actually i think justin fall actually has brought that up to where like the bigfoot or uh werewolf or wolfman are hybrid creatures and the that might have happened in the past. I think it's possible. Just like I think the the black eyed kids, it could be a hybrid creature thing. It could be a demon, demonic presence thing. Uh, it could be interdimensional creatures thing. Only only God knows that. You know, we're not going to know that until we're given that knowledge after we're out of this little corporeal thing. But, um, alright folks, you have been listening to Paratruth Radio right here on the Paratruth Radio Network. We're gonna take our second and final break. We're gonna go to your paranormal headlines. I've been talking to Jerry Kozak from Tiger from God Radio about the Black Eyed Kids. We will be right back. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional Book, book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy, happy reading. reading! And now, Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. What's going on, para fans? Justin here with your paranormal headlines. And these headlines are from fox6now.com and unexplainedmysteries.com. UFO expert found vomiting black liquid sent warning to mom before his death. A UFO conspiracy theorist was found dead in Poland earlier this year, only days after he told his mother to investigate if anything happened to him, according to the Telegraph. Mike Spears, 39, was in Poland in July to discuss conspiracy theories and UFOs when he was found dead inside an apartment. According to the Telegraph, investigators ruled he died from natural causes. Spears apparently sent his mother a warning via text message a few days before his death that said, Your boy's in trouble. If anything happens to me, investigate. Spears lived in the United States for a few years, but most recently lived in the UK, according to his mother, Vanessa Bates. He was making a name for himself in the world of conspiracy theorists and had been invited to speak at a conference in Poland in July, Bates told KMTV. He was staying with a woman who he had not known for long, and she told me how she found him dead on the sofa. But I think Max had been digging in some dark places, and I fear that somebody wanted him dead. According to the report, friends said Spears vomited a black liquid when he died. After waiting at least two months for the results of a post-mortem examination, Bates is now questioning the investigation. The story has gained a lot of traction online with some asking police to reopen the investigation. A blogger on Project Camelot, a blog that covers conspiracy theories with a focus on getting the truth out, wrote... Both the doctor who examined Max and police who came to the villa left the body behind in spite of the fact that they believed Max had died. What kind of officials do this? The entire circumstances are suspicious, and I urge everyone to encourage Monica to release the details about what really happened to the public and call for an autopsy. A spokesman for the Northeast Kent Coroner's Office told the Sunday Express they were in the very early stages of the investigation. Scientists create mice from artificial eggs. Japanese scientists have succeeded in creating female mouse eggs using cells from the animal's tails. In what has been described as a remarkable breakthrough, researchers from Kyushu University not only managed to create viable eggs in a laboratory, but even succeeded in having a female mouse bring them to term. The technique involved taking tissue cells from the tail of a mouse and then reprogramming them as stem cells to turn them into eggs. These were then fertilized and implanted into a female mouse. The resulting pups turned out to be perfectly healthy despite their unique conception. This is the first time a functional egg has been produced from stem cells and culture, which gives us some clue to human egg production from stem cells, said Professor Katsuhiko Hayashi. We need to now carefully look at the quality of mouse artificial eggs. This kind of quality check will contribute to an application to humans in the future. In the future, this technique could prove extremely beneficial to women suffering from infertility. This is the first report of anyone being able to develop fully mature and fertilizable eggs in a laboratory setting right through from the earliest stages of egg development, said clinical reproductive scientist Professor Richard Anderson. 
Although we are a long way from making artificial eggs for women at the moment, this study also provides us with a basis for experimental models to explore how eggs develop from other species, including in women. And this has been Justin with your Paranormal Headlines. This was a segment of Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. folks welcome back to paratruth radio my name is justin and i'm jerry and uh we've been talking about black-eyed kids now jerry we are getting close to the end of the show here uh did want to give you a chance to promote the show and uh give everybody your information on how to get in contact with you or get in listening on tiger for god radio Sure. Uh, well, some of you might know me, some of you might not. Um, I was with Justin and Eric under the Paratruth Radio Network, and uh, just because it works out better with my schedule to uh, go back to my own show again, um, I've got Thai Girl for God Radio, uh, where I'm the hostess of it, and I interview uh, cool guests like Justin and Eric and, and some other people, like my last uh, guest was uh, Scott and Heidi Linden. I interviewed uh, Tim Thompson, and uh, he used to be a Satanist. And, and various people. Um, it's supernatural uh, interviews as well as cultural and, and uh, timely issues like human trafficking and things like that. Um, so you can find me on YouTube. Uh, just go to YouTube.com and type in Thai Girl for God. Uh, that's T-H-A-I. Second word, girl, G-I. Oh, actually, no, I think it's all one word. I'm sorry. If you type in uh, all one word, T-H-A-I-G-I-R-L, the number four, G-O-D, uh, I should pop up. Uh, or if you want to get into a specific uh, YouTube.com forward slash user forward slash uh, T-H-A-I-G-I-R-L, the number four, G-O-D. I'm also on Spreaker.com. Um, I know that uh, YouTube, unless you pay the twelve ninety nine a month, uh, you won't be able to click off of it and go to you know, check your email or whatever. So if you if you don't prefer YouTube, you can go to Spreaker. But it's just audio on Spreaker, Spreaker.com. And uh, I believe it's forward slash uh, Tigirl, but the actual four is spelled out. So it's Spreaker.com forward slash user forward slash T-H-A-I-G-I-R-L. F O R G O D. It's a long story why I had to, to be a little different. <laughs> uh, and then you could also email me tigerforgod at yahoo.com and I'll be, I'd love to hear from you. Um, and I'm also on Facebook if you ever want to, uh, to go to my, uh, Facebook, uh, page, uh, go to facebook.com and, and type in, uh, and they're separate words. T-H-A-I, second word, G-I-R-L. Uh, then the number four, and then the the fourth word, uh, G-O-D. And there's a little uh, a Facebook page there. I don't have as many likes as Paratruth Radio, who's been around a lot longer than me and who has a lot more experience. But, you know, I'm there around the 80 people mark or something like that. You know, if I say something controversial, I might go down to 79 or something. <laughs> well, I encourage everybody to go check out Tiger for God. It's a great show. You've come a long way. And I'm really proud of where you're at. So, folks, I think we kind of laid it out pretty well for you for the black-eyed kids. Uh, take it as it is. You know, do the research. 
come to the conclusion that you guys think it is, let us know at either Tiger Girl for God or Paratruth Radio. We would love to hear from you guys. Uh, next week, we are going to be having on somebody from the Ohio Reformatory to talk about the hauntings and the haunted tours that they give there. So that's going to be super interesting. And Eric will be back for that one. So Woo-hoo. check out Tiger Girl for God Radio. And until Woo-hoo. next week, where you will find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Jerry. Talk to you later, guys. Bye. I'll, I'll do Eric's. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode of Paratruth Radio and you would like to listen to it again or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can listen to them on HD at our website, paratruthradio.com. And you can also find us at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, and YouTube. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for brand new updates of our show every day. what ransomware is all about it's psychological pressure ransomware when your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom attacks are on the rise and russian gangs are making billions of dollars the moment i got that message i knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true the post-cold war era is over dot com the hacking a new season from crowd network with me katie puckrick just search for dot com that's d-o-t-c-o-m and subscribe